really got to try on that left hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth, the podcast that offers news, results, predictions, very cool interviews, and just so much more. And from now on, tea, by the way, I just got myself a nice, huge steaming mug of tea, a little bit of honey, just a tiny bit of milk, uh, just just perfect. Uh, this is what I need for the pod from now on. So, as always, I am David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows as much rugby as I can all over the world, tw- uh, 12 months a year. I do support my New England Free Jacks, my USA Eagles, the Scottish national team, the Highlanders in Super Rugby, and I have recently added the Bormweir Bears, whose name I'm sure I'm getting wrong. Uh, Please get in touch and tell me. Nobody has yet. Um, And they, (laughs) of course, appear to be at the very bottom of the Scottish Super Six, so good good on me for picking them, but you know what? I picked them, and I'm sticking with them, because the pendulum has to swing both ways, right? So... The Scrum of the Earth is a weekly podcast with bonus episodes frequently thrown in. In fact, that's what you're listening to right now. So normally for our weekly episodic podcast, the Scrum of the Earth has a reliable and (laughs) it's a weird, I guess I shouldn't say reliable now because I recently updated the weekly format and it will go thusly, thus forward. Uh, It will go current updates, what's up with me personally, news, self-explanatory, thoughts of the week, what's interesting or annoying this week. And then we'll do reviews and previews, in between which I'll have our newest segment, the Diamond in the Ruck, which is just, you know, essentially my sort of player of the week. Of course, as you know, this is in fact a bonus episode, which means we will forego most of those elements as we get to uh, whatever the bonus episode is about. So in this case, as most of you know, the Scrum of the Earth, uh, you know, we we try to value brevity, so I'm going to try to keep these side bits as tight as possible, but... Today's little side bit bonus episode is a preview of the Gallagher Premiership, a fantastic league in England that uh, that starts up again this coming Friday, September 17th. So as always, I'm an American rugby fan, so half of my audience is also American. So if you're already thoroughly familiar with the Prem, you know, please forgive me. I'm going to be adding lots of little bits of sort of what to you will be basic background and info bits, but you know. We're trying to grow the audience here, and uh, there's only one way to do it here in the United States, right? And you know, now that I think about it, this is actually a topic that's come up more than once with more than one person. So, with where the U.S. are, you know, right now in in terms of rugby fandom, uh, of support for rugby as a professional sport, you know, if you're doing a broadcast, and yes, I just I just called this a broadcast. I'm sorry. It probably isn't, but anyway. Uh, but if you're doing an actual rugby broadcast in America, it seems like you should probably include some pretty basic stuff, right? Because we we have no clue. Like the the rules are obtuse and complex, to say the least. And uh, it took me a year and a half to even parse out what what the leagues were, the European Champions Cup. Oh my gosh, there's there's so many intricacies intricacies and ins and outs and. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough for us. So you want to say, okay, let me give you it from the very beginning. But it's rugby content, which means the people who are tuning in are rugby fans. So they probably know something about it. Or, you know, in my case, I think almost exactly half of my listeners are sort of 
probably people with more experience than, for instance, me. Um, so you don't want them you don't want them to to tune out because it's too basic. But you also don't want your American fans he, here domestically to be like, "What? What are you talking about? What's a try?" So anyway, hopefully we're not that dumb, but I don't think so, right? Um, anyway, uh, I hope nothing seems like spoon feeding and uh it's enough of an uphill battle already for us so uh let's uh let's do what we can right <laughs> anyway we're almost at five minutes and so much for my uh i'm gonna make this a quick win prediction right i think i saw that coming so anyway as always thank you for tuning in you know please please get in touch i know you're out there uh nowhere near of enough of you actually get in touch please do i, I am at of scrum i can always be found via email the scrum of the earth at gmail.com. And now let's get on to it. Okay, I know that I literally just said that we're going to skip the news and some other stuff during the bonus episodes, but this is just too good. It's, it's just too good. It's too good. It's too good. People have to know. That's right, Isa. It is good news. And, you know, I, I'm just frankly amazed I didn't hear about this until yesterday. So, Wales international Gareth Anscombe is back to playing rugby. I don't want to clap too hard in front of the microphone, but I really do want to. Man, oh man, this guy was one of the very first players I spotted sort of early on in my rugby watching days. Uh, even the most uninitiated eye can immediately see this guy as just magic on the field. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he then had a terrible, terrible injury that looked like it was going to keep him out for ages. And then there were surgical complications. And then I think I heard there was a foul up with a blood transfusion. So, ugh, it just got worse and worse. Uh, so Gareth, originally from New Zealand, got injured in, of all things, a friendly match between Wales and England, just leading up to the 2019 Rugby World Cup. So that was August of 2019. And last week, he finally got back on the pitch. That's just over two years. Uh, his coach at Ospreys has been downplaying and, and you know, his return and making sure people are, like me <laughs> aren't expecting him to immediately uh, burn the house down and get his old form back. But the fact that he's playing at all, boy, oh boy, that, that just makes me very happy. You know, cheers to you, Gareth. I think that's so great. Here's to the bad days being behind you at last, please. Okay, trying to go quick time here. So, What's the deal with the Prem, as we call it? The Gallagher Premiership is the top competition in England. It features 13 teams based throughout the country. So traditionally, they use promotion and relegation to create more drama and sort of higher stakes each and every year. Um, a lot of soccer leagues do this. I don't think there's an American equivalent. I, I just can't, I, I can't think of one. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, let me know. Uh, so a lot of fans of the league would argue that the system of promotion and relegation, you know, one team gets demoted to a league lower than that one, uh, while one from the lower is brought up every year. It's one of the best things about it. Uh, they say it's a factor of how competitive it is. Um, a lot of people who believe that say that other leagues that don't have it are simply inferior because of that. So, however, so for, for this year and the next, they are putting promotion and relegation on a hold for reasons that are most certainly murky at best to me. Um, it's also odd that they promoted a team at the end of last year, so the, the Saracens who could be three more full podcasts just to discuss their dramas. Uh, they were promoted while no team was relegated, leaving us with the most awkward of formats where you've got 
the 13-team league. I mean, no wonder it's an unlucky number. So if anyone out there can explain any of this thinking to me, I would be gratified and fascinated. So as I say, 13-team league, uh, they have 22 rounds of action that are kicking off on Friday. By the way, that is a lot of rugby. That's a lot of rounds. More on that in a bit. Um, so they use a top four make the playoffs system uh, with the four table leaders facing off in semifinals before a final showdown. So last season, the four uh, the four teams were to make it into the semifinals in order of how they ranked on the league table were Bristol Bears. They were ranked number one with 85 points. The Exeter Chiefs ranked number two with 82. Mostly uh, expected to win, by the way. Uh, the Sales Sharks, uh, I don't think anyone expected them to be this high. Uh, they came in at number three with 74 points. And then Harlequins came in at fourth uh, with 71. They just kind of eked in, too. There was some excitement there at the end with the last couple of games. So in the playoffs, Bristol Bears lost a game at home that they had <laughs> no business losing. Just a full choke job, uh, putting up 36 points to Harlequins, 43. And, and worth noting, Bristol had a 27-to-zip lead at halftime. Uh, in the other semifinal, Exeter Chiefs... Uh, I like to call them Chiefs. It's just I, because I'm a fan of the Air Chasers, I guess. Exeter Chiefs, the favorites to win it all by a wide margin, sort of easily took care of the Sail Sharks. Uh, it was 40-30. I, I don't recall the, clo- the score seeming that close at the time. Though lots of people were picking Sail for an upset, uh, upset here, and a lot of people are picking Sail for them to win it this year. So uh, a lot of vibes on Sail. And so then Harlequins, who most people thought had no business even being there, they went to Exeter. They pulled out a shock upset again after being down by a huge margin. They went on to take the the Prem Trophy. They eked out a thirty-eight to forty victory. Frankly, it was awesome. And uh, a lot of the talk you've heard on this pod about Joe Marler, you know, that was based on those last two performances. Like he just sort of picked his team up by the scruff of the neck and was like, "No, no, no! Doesn't matter that we're down by like twenty-seven points right now. Doesn't matter. We're winning." And his team was like, uh, 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 okay, yes, yes, we're, we're there with you. We're there. So the point of this preview is to determine who will top the league this season. So who will be our final four? Who will come away with the silverware? Uh, so, again, for, for fans who are new to this, the team called Saracens had been relegated prior to last year due to their sort of ongoing nefarious doings in terms of salary cap fraud and other little shenanigans, uh, but they had been called back up. So they are the 13th team this year, the sort of seemingly odd man out, but let's face it, their squad is basically the England squad. Uh, they're just chock full of star power from top to bottom. The fact that they weren't in the top four last year is because they weren't allowed to be in the premiership last year and they had been relegated, uh, but they're back and uh, they're there. Um, I don't know how they worked out the whole salary cap stuff, but there it is. Um, they're going to be 100% loaded for bear. They're going to be looking for some serious revenge, you know, even if it's, I don't know, maybe misguided, but uh, they are going to be knocking on the door. So another quick side note for Americans, because this is clearly insane. So in the Prem, they have strict, very strict salary cap rules. You know, uh, most American leagues do too. However, there aren't actually they aren't actually required to report anything or you know let anyone know what they're paying anyone so nobody apart from the owners uh, ostensibly have any clue what any given player is actually making 
the fact that the salaries aren't transparent is one of those baffling things to me about the entire game. Like, how simple is that? Uh, anyway, long story short, there will be at least five really good teams this year instead of just the four. <laughs> okay. That, that kind of felt like a long way around, but we've made it. The Prem does kick off on Friday, and I am here to lock in my predictions for this season. <sighs> okay, one last... Sorry, I've, I've said the word last more than once or more than three times, but one last thing for my American listeners... There's a factor in rugby that simply never could come up in the NFL. So, for example, okay, the notion of international call-ups can't happen in American football. So this is what it would be like. Okay, you're a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. They've opened up a new season. They look really good. They're 3-0 after week three. But then uh, for weeks five and six, oh, and for weeks eight and nine, oh, and for weeks 11 and 12, oh, and for weeks 13 and 14, uh, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be available. No, I'm afraid that he's going to be in Nova Scotia playing the uh, the Edmonton Runners for a chance at the Maple Cup. I mean, there's just no parallel. I'm obviously being silly, but like, can you even imagine? There's just no parallel, and I feel like Americans just wouldn't buy that. But I love the way this works in rugby, even though it makes it really convoluted. So this is the everyday reality of rugby union, and, and to me, you know, it, it puts the emphasis on building team depth rather than just featuring superstars. I mean, maybe that's also the nature of the sports where you can have a bigger super. I don't know. Not going to get into that talk right now. Anyway, um, it's one of the hardest things for me to understand as a new rugby fan a few years ago, and uh, the European Cups. I can't wait to start talking about that, but I'm not going to go anywhere near it right now because that will be its own bonus pod, I'm sure, in some time soon. Okay, finally, we've come down to it. So out of the four teams that made it to the semis last season, I think only Exeter make it back. Uh, I think the Saracens are coming back. To, they're going to return uh, to, way, to the way the conflict a couple of years ago. They're going to be way at the top. I think Sale, to me, looked very, very good. After talking to JB, though, who is absolutely in with them, I have to believe they have flaws. They might not overcome, but... You know, he's still picking them, and so am I. Uh, Harlequins, to me, were basically an experiment in how much influence one dude can have, and that dude was Joe Marler. And I honestly believe, between his actual match day skill and apart from his insane depth of experience, the fact that he knew he wanted to be there, working and working for the Harlequins, intentionally eschewing a, a chance to play for the British and Irish Lions, I'm guessing they don't get that many turndowns, by the way. Uh, he just took over that series with physical presence and calmness, like the way he was able to convince his teammates they had a chance when they were down by 27 at halftime. It was like spellcasting. The dude was just way beyond ordinary player status. So, but anyway. Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. All that being said. So I have my super-duper insightful while only being based on my own imaginings, predictions for the Gallagher Premiership, and they are thus. Uh, I hate to do it, but I have to predict the Worcester Warriors are going to finish last in the Prem this year. Despite my overly optimistic prediction for this weekend in particular, you know, I live not too far from a city called Worcester, and now that I'm thinking about it, <clears throat> I can't believe we Americans pronounce it the same way as, as English people do. It's kind of surprising, but that might be the best thing about Worcester this year. 
I see the top four being, and I don't want to be tied to the order before the season even starts because we haven't seen them play yet, but I think it will be the some combination of these teams, Saracens, Sale, Exeter, and ugh, dang, really tough last spot. So I've heard a bunch of people whose opinions I trust saying Leicester Tigers are going to be really good, like surprisingly good this year. Their odds look really bad on the betting site I checked out. Oh, by the way, I checked out a betting site. Uh, I don't know why. I don't actually do any gambling, and I don't care about gambling. <laughs> Not because I'm against it in some weird or moral way, just because I assume it's a pretty quick way to lose money, and I'm not interested in that. Um, I was looking for odds, just like predictions, like, oh, so who's expected to win the Prem and stuff like that. But as soon as I took a look at it, it was like my eyes crossed. It's like, oh, well, the odds are 21 to 10. And, uh, okay, uh, I'm not interested in doing fractions right now. Um, anyway, not interested in the fleecing. So uh, I'm going to take a flyer on that fourth team. My flyer is give me the lovely, when their thing is working properly, the Northampton Saints. I love watching these guys. When it clicks, they can also be really bad and they've lost some people, but I think they have sneaky talent. I'm really keen to watch them this year. Nathan Hughes is one of those special players who looks like he's just, you know, playing varsity against the JV reserves, uh, but he still hasn't quite pieced it all together, so that's why I'm putting them in the playoffs. Mr. Hughes, Godspeed, and have an awesome season. I'm really counting it. <laughs> Not gambling-wise, didn't place a bet. So, I predict Saracens and Exeter will unfortunately be positioned in such a way that they sort of play each other in the semis. So we're robbed of another classic final. Uh, and then we'd have uh, my dark horse pick, my Northampton Saints, and they'd be away to sail for the other semi. So I see my Saints magical season coming to an end at sale. And I see the Saracens reclaiming their sort of weird dominance of the Prem, which I think will make a lot of people feel very odd. Uh, in the final, give me the Saracens. Uh, they're going to be back with a bang. I don't know if the other clubs will be able to withstand the onslaught. Ugh, it feels weird to be picking them, but I just, I mean, I'm hoping for funny things to happen, weird things to happen. I don't mean injuries. I mean, interesting, odd things that sort of mix up the table. You, you can never count out the impact of the, the European Cups and uh, the internationals mixed in there. Um, it's going to be a long season, you know, it's 22 rounds, but with many, many weeks in between and, uh, you know, so buckle up. It's going to be like what, two thirds of a year, more than that. Uh, last little bit. I think the wasps are in big trouble. I think, uh, I think London Irish are going to do very well. I think, uh, I probably should have picked Leicester Tigers rather than the saints to be my team. Uh, but as always, there has to be a team that is either hugely, overperforming or massively underperforming. And so my pick for those, uh, my overperforming has to be the Saints, since uh, obviously I picked them and the odds makers do not believe in them. Uh, my underperforming team, sadly, has to be Gloucester. I I started watching Gloucester right after the, the Golden Wrists incident with uh, Danny Cibriani. Look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. After that, it, it just felt like the team were trying to figure out how to get rid of him. Uh, but then they didn't, and uh, you know they were exciting but bad. And since then, nothing's gotten better. So I don't know what the cherry and white are doing right now. Okay, just quickly to recap my premiership predictions. Prem preds? No, no, scratch that. 
Okay, I have Worcester finishing bottom of the table. Uh, so sorry. I have the Chiefs losing to the Series in the first semifinal. And the Saints shocking sale Sharks. Certainly in a silly surfeit of alliteration. And uh, ultimately, I see the Saracens reclaiming their soiled throne in a victory that pleases almost no one. Uh, ooh, didn't mean that for to, for to end so dark there. Okay, so that that will definitely do it for this week. So, as always, please, please reach out with your questions, your ideas, anything you're thinking about. I am always at of Scrum. I can be emailed via the Scrum of the Earth at gmail.com. If you want to help spread the pod to other rugby fans, please, please, you know, share, share, share. And if you could bring yourself to leave me a nice review, well, that would make you the second. And uh, I would be very grateful. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for coming along with me. Cheers. Talk to you soon. And be well. It gives me great pleasure to be here today. Oh, that was neat. <laughs>